Hello, friends, and thanks for joining us for another Defining Marriage, our first one of 2017. Every week on the show, we talk about what's going on with marriage and stuff. Uh, and joining me, as always, is the lovely James. Hi, how are you? I am 16, going on 17. I am still underage. <laughs> What were we just watching where it was made clear that somebody was 17? Oh, weirdly, The Emperor's New Groove. The Emperor's New Groove. He is not yet the age of majority. Yeah, it's weird. Like, there's a specific line where they're like, and just days from his 18th birthday. Like, why did we need to know that? I think because that's when he'd be an adult oh. and assume the throne for Rizal. Because it, was it not that his advisor, yeah. Spider, was sort of his, his keeper? Yeah, I think that's I think that's correct. That okay. went over my head. I thought it was purely like a either a sex thing or a voting right. thing, which is what everything boils down to with me. Uh, simultaneously, sometimes. <laughs> yes, hopefully. You're like a human Reddit. Uh, whatever whatever is done to your body, you give it a, a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Mm-hmm. There's always a thumb going in somewhere. In somewhere, yeah. That's that's what I give my body. I give my body the thumbs up. <laughs> you sure do. <laughs> that's your daily beauty treatment. Have you been enjoying the year so far? I can't complain even though i want to uh so far the year has just consisted of streaming some video games and eating a pizza was that in 2017 no that was a 2016 pizza oh are you sure because when i woke up there was a scent of pizza in the air oh that's just me i just assumed that it happened after midnight oh that's the gremlins yes you mustn't feed someone pizza after midnight or they will become pizza the hut (laughs) we're mixing our franchises we certainly are how did you spend your New Year's? Delightfully. I was at the Eagle, and I was photographing a New Year's party that was called, tastefully, the title of the party was Fucker. But- so that's how we celebrated the New Year. Uh, it was not super crowded, but just, you know, a good, a, good, a good bunch of people. And everyone's on the dance floor, and there was no countdown. There was no countdown to, to midnight. Well, it doesn't sound like it was to celebrate New Year's. It sounds like it was to celebrate something else entirely. Well, I mean, there were hats and noisemakers and little tiaras that said Happy New Year. So everyone was aware that New Year was happening. And there was also those little curly, what do you call them, the ticker tape type things? Mm. Those little things that were hanging off of stuff and off of people. Well, the the Emperor's New Grieve brings up the topic of erotic transformation. Yes. And one often thinks of Pleasure Island when they think of erotic transformation. And Pleasure Island used to be the place in Orlando where it was New Year's Eve every night. Oh, that's right. Yes, and where you got turned into an erotic donkey. Every day. Every day. Like, it, What was it, like once on the hour it would count down to, to New Year's? Mm, I think just at midnight. Oh, but, oh, uh, oh. I, for some reason, I just thought, <laughs> this doesn't make any sense now yeah. that I think of it, that every hour they count down to midnight. That makes no sense oh, that's whatsoever. That's like the Jewish calendar. What year would we what? be in? Oh, God. We'd yeah. be like way in the future at this point. Every four days it would be a new century. Donkeys everywhere. Mm-hmm. Hee-haw, hee-haw. Yeah, isn't it strange that that Pinocchio is is always held up as like the the transformation movie that is of Disney's transformation movie when The Emperor's New Groove is is just as much about uh, punishment and loss of humanity. That is very strange. You know, speaking of the cinema, you were recently uh, emphasis <laughs> on sin in contact with Dave White and Alonzo Duralde for your other podcast series yes, of Paris. 
Ladies and gentlemen, if you're not listening to the Sewers of Paris, my goodness, I just put up a humdinger of an episode that you ought to go download. You can do that at sewersofparis.com. It's a year in review of 2016 of the best LGBT entertainment. Hey, you know, honestly, it doesn't even have to be LGBT because some of the stuff that we picked wasn't. But, but some I, of it was in 2016. Some Reba. of it wasn't. Yes, I yeah. Know. Reba, Reba doesn't check either box. No, no. Well, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Uh, who's to say Reba hasn't been a drag queen this whole time? Dave uh, chastised you, or maybe it was yeah. Alonzo for not editing around their flubs and flops um i absolutely did Uh oh uh yeah so i don't want to turn this into some sort of podcast drama yeah i don't want to turn this into a a podcast battle do you have beef with linoleum knife oh that sounds delicious i'd love to go over to their house for a brisket actually yeah some beef would be good (laughs) let's hope that we have some beef with dave and alonzo that sounds great uh no so uh they were a little stumbly and i eliminated all of the stumbles except for two adorable ones oh uh one was was Dave stumbling a little bit and then saying, Bleh. and then <laughs> the other was Alonzo getting a little tongue tied. And mm-hmm. then he accuses Dave. He says, now I'm now I'm you've got me doing it. Mm-hmm. And Dave goes, I did it to you in a way that is so entertaining and wonderful and delightful. I could not remove that. No, there's no way it would be like removing the thorn from the lion's paw. Yes. It the would mouse. Be like, You'd be like the mouse who ate a cookie. I'd be like... Matthew, we have to start 2017 incomprehensible. James, you have barely had any of that coffee, and you're already running circles around me. I'm running to the border, because this coffee's going to make me poo. You know, we have a toilet right here. Nope. We were just before this... Vancouver, you have to go to Vancouver in order to use the bathroom? That's the border that I'm running toward. Uh, I love to poo on Canada. We were just discussing turning all of the seating in the house into those uh, rimming seats, the toilet seats with legs. Little I stools. I wouldn't say we were discussing it. We I don't were. think. I don't think negotiations had gone very far. So that Matthew would have no choice but to sit on a toilet seat wherever he sits. Oh, for fuck's sake! Exactly right. Uh, here's the thing. Yes, I think toilet seats are gross. You do. You won't. You won't touch them. I don't think they're. I don't think people should touch toilet seats. You don't. You haven't sat on a toilet seat since you were a baby. I apologize, listeners, but this is the road James wants to go out, down, and I'm I'm not. I'm like Josh Marshall in the new year. I'm not shying away from things that uh, I, I don't think I should be ashamed of, and what? I don't think there's any shame in not putting my body like so when you. <laughs> Put your naked thighs on a, <laughs> on a toilet seat. It's like you're pressing your thighs against the thighs of everyone who has ever touched that seat before. Oh, and you don't want that? I would love to press my thighs against yours, James. Whoop. But I, I And the other thing is, it's cold and it's untidy. What? What do you mean it's un- untidy? Your keyboard there, is probably more untidy. There, I, I know the things you do to that keyboard. I wipe that keyboard down just about every day and, until you use up all the lens wipes. Oh, you did it to me. Yeah. Wait, you, you were using lens wipes for the keyboard? Well, yeah. I don't want to like wipe water over the keyboard. What do you think is on the lens wipes? It's alcohol. And Well, yeah. I so mean, it evaporates. You could just spritz a little paper towel with water and alcohol. I suppose I could. And that's what we have to drink now. I guess so, because uh, we're, we're all out of lens wipes. We're all out of lens wipes. I was, I was, I was wipe the keyboard down, and then I'd suck on the lens wipes. That's disgusting. Oh. James, if you think that's disgusting, yeah. sitting on a toilet seat is just as disgusting. I don't want any part of my body in contact with that with that piece of furniture. Well, that's why we have to make all of our furniture into toilet seats. It's an erotic transformation. Sure, sure. <laughs> of furniture? Yes. It's, it's completely inanimate. Of it's furniture one into furniture. thing into another inanimate thing. And what's wrong with that? 
Nothing, nothing. My my kink isn't your kink, and nobody's kink is better than anybody That's else. That's right. Don't uh, don't kink shame rimming stools. Oh my goodness! Speaking of which, we've got some uh, ASFR to talk about at the end of this episode, but uh, I'm saving that to the end because it's the most exciting thing we have to talk about this week. Okay, I was confusing that with ASMR. ASMR is the very comforting sound of somebody's voice. It's something you were doing last night. Uh, I wasn't doing it intentionally. I was uh, I was streaming after Matthew fell asleep, a little after dark stream, and so I had to. I had to whisper my secret messages to the internet. I woke up ever so briefly, and I heard your voice floating to me, and it was so soothing and wonderful and comforting, and I immediately drifted off to sleep again. Oh, that's was, what I do to you? Well, when you're talking in that, like, hypnotic voice, you're like, you're like, what's what's the name of the snake in Robin Hood? Oh, gosh. Uh-huh. What, is his name? <laughs> what is his name? Oh, gosh, I can't remember, but he's got a gap in his tooth. It's Nigel something, isn't it? <laughs> what is his name? What is the name of the snake? Stanley Steamer. Nope, that's not it. That sounds like a sex act. <laughs> that's from uh, Piers Anthony. And it's also Piers a... Anthony? Oh, boy. Oh, 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 oh. We're all over the place right now. I... It's also a carpet cleaning yes. device. Okay. No, no, no. It's, um, uh, oh, far And don't away. you ever give me a Stanley Steamer. Far... Are you sure it's not? It's a very British name, isn't it? Uh, Are you talking about the actor's name or the snake's name? I probably am. The the actor's name is probably very British because he's very British. He is British. Hiss, isn't it? Isn't it just Sir Hiss? It is Sir Hiss. That's a terrible name. That's like naming a person Mr. Talking. (laughs) (laughs) That is not creative. Uh, I guess not. Anyway... Uh, we've got a lot to talk about this week, sir. With Mr. Talking. talking. Yes. Uh, there's lots of news, and not all of it's bad. Okay. So, James, happy wedding to John Marr and Drew Thompson. Thomason? Thomason. Mazel tov. They were married uh, by Mayor LeVar Stoney. He's the brand new mayor of Richmond, Virginia. Mm-hmm. He married them at Rogue Gentleman. Uh, well, Okay. So the reason that we're bringing this up is that LeVar Stoney was just elected mayor of Richmond, Mm -hmm. and he said that he was moving up some of his gay marriages that he was going to perform just in case Donald Trump did something to make marriage illegal again. Sure. So I don't think, and, and so anyway, so John Marr and Drew Thomason are, were big supporters of his, They're, they threw fundraisers, and so he was getting, he was, he was marrying them at John's bar, the Rogue Gentleman. Ah, I see. Just a great name for a bar. Sure, it's uh, Nathan Fillion and Harrison Ford, just uh, talking about spaceships. That would be so great. Oh, man. Um, anyway, so... Uh, and crotchless diapers. And sure, that's that's also a part of being a rogue. Mm-hmm. You just... They you break all the rules. Yeah, exactly. They don't want to sit on toilet seats either. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, I, I don't think that fear is entirely justified. I don't think Donald Trump is going to make marriage illegal. I just think he's going to make everybody's marriage mean less. Sure. And as we've said before, that doesn't necessarily come straight from him. That comes from the uh, the, the rogues gallery he yeah. has installed throughout the government. Well, wait until you see some of these people that he's got coming to the uh, inauguration. Uh-huh. So um, there are a lot of terrible people he's invited to the inauguration. Okay. We've, this is a little outside the purview of this podcast uh, to talk about um, the entertainment uh, problem well, that they're what having. What is the purview of this podcast? Because I've been talking about crotchless diapers and rimming seats. Yeah, I don't... I, I think... I mean, I guess we can bring the Mormon Tabernacle Choir into that. Why not? Sure. So uh, among the entertainers that will be performing there are are not Elton John, who Donald Trump initially said was going to be performing. Elton John was like, no. Yep. 
but the Mormon Tabernacle Choir will be mm-hmm. uh, an eliminated contestant from America's Got Talent. <laughs> uh, will uh-huh. be performing. Uh, I want to say Ted Nugent. I think um, almost certainly. Uh, yeah, I mean he may not have been invited, but he'll be there and he'll be performing mm-hmm. something. And uh, it'll be the uh, eighteen twelve overture where his butt is the cannon. Mm-hmm. But he's got an actual cannon like wedged in his butt. Oh shit! Well, I mean he loves his guns. Kaboom! Uh, yeah, and so uh, those are the actual entertainers. But the uh, religious figures who are coming uh, mm-hmm. do not inspire a lot of warm feelings. There's uh, New York Archbishop Timothy Dolan, mm-hmm. uh, who was opposed when, you may remember, in 2011, New York legalized marriage equality, uh, and he said that that made New York comparable to China and North Korea. Oh, okay. Uh, so you may be saying, but Legalizing wait. marriage equality, okay, in what way? So, yeah, China and North Korea do not have marriage equality. Right. Mm-hmm. But so here's what Timothy Dolan had to say. He said, quote, mm-hmm. last time I consulted an atlas, it is clear we are living in New York, in the United States of America, not in China or North Korea. Where gay marriage is so popular. In those countries, government presumes daily to redefine rights, relationships, values, and natural law. Their communiques from the government can dictate the size of families, who lives and who dies, and what the very definition of family and marriage means. Okay. This is an insane comment. It is, it because, is. Because, I mean, it's not, I mean, it sounds like he's objecting to government having any role in marriage and family whatsoever. No, I don't think that's no, no, no. what he's it, objecting to. Obviously, he's not. Uh, he's, he's trying to make a provocative statement uh, that will get people upset, but isn't, I mean, comparing same-sex marriage to the one-child policy, it, it, it's, it doesn't work because the one-child policy is forcing people to do a thing. Or preventing them. Or, or preventing them. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, which is different than simply taking a thing some people can do and saying other people can do it as well. You don't have to. Nobody has to do it. Yeah, and so he has some other quote, and I, I don't have this one written down, but he has some other quote where he says that freedom doesn't mean the ability to do what you want. It means having the ability to do what you ought to do. That is a religious argument that I'm familiar with. That I mean, it's also the core of Islam, that is, submission to God is what basically human life is about. Um, and, you know, it's not that different in the other Abrahamic religions. Um, I might have said that wrong. But you often hear in religious rhetoric this idea that true freedom is freedom to follow what God wants you to do. Well, that's all squared away then. So that's Timothy Dolan, who's going to be at the uh, inauguration. We've also got Dr. Samuel Rodriguez from the National Hispanic Christian Leadership Conference. Says that marriage equality is, quote, legal catalyst for the marginalization of Americans who embrace a biblical worldview, unquote. So he'll be fun company. Mm -hmm. And we've got, of course, Franklin Graham Jr., who called gay people the enemy and uh, is (laughs) particularly fearful of Iceman. Uh, oh, the X-Man who mm. likes a pee-pee or two? He says of Iceman, This is another attempt to indoctrinate our young people to accept this destructive lifestyle. Of uh, mutant superpowers? Uh, I mean, this is really somebody who does not get what the X-Men is all about. Because <laughs> he's clearly, like, he's just acting like one of the bad guys from the X-Men. Yes. Well, I mean, we've had a lot of uh, political rhetoric that is shockingly on point for supervillain dialogue that would have been written off as, as ridiculous. Yeah. Well, it's still ridiculous. It's just not being written off. Mm. Uh, So what else is going on in the world? Well, 
Utah mm-hmm. has uh, they they're going to be introducing this new bill SB twenty nine, and I'm not sure how I feel about this one. So maybe we can we can talk out our feelings. Uh, sure. Uh, so SB twenty nine would give you a twenty dollar discount. Well, basically, it raises the cost of marriage licenses twenty dollars, mm-hmm. but then gives you a twenty dollar discount uh, on the marriage license if you go to a counselor before you get married. Okay. A counselor can be a minister, a mental health counselor, or some other licensed uh, marriage officiant. Okay. And uh, they have to provide you with discussion about commitment, providing a safe and nurturing environment for children, communicating and problem-solving skills, violence and abuse, and financial management. Okay. Now, these actually seem like good things to send people off to marriage with. Sure. I mean, we don't let people drive a car uh, without giving them any information about how not to kill yourself and others. Yeah. Uh, So... I mean, if if the government is in the business of licensing things and they want to tack on a a bonus uh, for you if you get educated, um, okay. I don't totally hate that. Now, the red flag that was raised to me about this sure. is that this might be some sort of backdoor way to undermine LGBT people's access to marriage mm-hmm. because it's very easy for, let's say, a heterosexual person uh, who is religious to find a religious official, a minister, who would be like, yeah, sure, I'll give you the counseling for free. Here you go. For an LGBT couple, especially one that is geographically isolated, that might be a bit more challenging. And so they would have to just suck up that $20 fee. Yeah, I can see that being a little bit disenfranchising, although in the in the cost of most weddings, and I know that, you know, people have different means, but the cost of most marriages, uh, I feel like $20 is going to be a drop in the bucket. So I don't yeah. think it's going to make or break a lot of marriages. Uh, but it's true that free religious services are probably available to a lot of heterosexual couples, whereas uh, LGBT couples would probably have to go through mental health services, and that would probably cost money. I don't know to what extent free counseling would be available for this. I think one potentially beneficial outcome of this might be, and this isn't something I've seen anywhere, I mean, maybe this is a thing, and listeners, if you're aware of this, I'd love to know about it, um, if LGBT centers, and again, this is not something that every person has access to, but if LGBT centers, such as in major cities, uh, begin offering LGBT-specific premarital counseling, I think that would be a really nice thing. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like you said, most communities don't have an LGBT center, but uh, for those that do, I don't know if they do offer marriage counseling or not. Um, and if they did provide that free of charge, that would, I think, help relieve a little bit of that burden, which is admittedly a very small burden. But uh, yeah, I mean, it is just, again, another way to make it more accessible and uh, make some people feel a little bit more welcome. I also don't know if that's the intention of the bill other than, um, you know, it might be an unintended consequence. Right. Like, I'm not seeing anything in here. Now, admittedly, the person who's introducing this is is Senator Christensen. I forget his first name. And uh, he has a history, like many Republicans in Utah, of saying things against marriage equality. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we know where he stands on the issue. But that doesn't mean that every single thing he does about marriage is motivated by his animus towards LGBTs. Sure. If your goal is to deter divorce, um, I can see how... And I don't know if that's their goal or not, but uh, if the goal is to deter divorce, premarital counseling um, might, or at least encouraging premarital counseling, uh, might accomplish that goal. And it doesn't necessarily have to put too much of a burden, I don't think, on LGBT people. But uh, I think you're right that access to those services 
is going to be more readily available for opposite sex couples. So I think the best possible outcome of this bill might be inspiring the creation of LGBT premarital counseling and also Mm -hmm. uh, offering these services uh, via Skype or some sort of teleconferencing kind of thing so that maybe you live in, I don't know, Ogden or something. I don't know if Ogden, Utah has an LGBT center. I'm going to guess they don't. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe they do. Uh, But if you are remote, then you can, I don't know, fire up FaceTime and do like an hour-long session with somebody at a center. And there you go. You're off to the races. Sure. Although if you have access to FaceTime, you probably have access to $20. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, you know, so I mean, if, if the goal is simply just, to lower the, okay, so you're saying it's that not the just about the $20 to more it, counseling to more people. I think getting more counseling to more people would be a good thing. Okay. Uh, so anyway, maybe, I think that's probably true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I said, you, you, we expect a certain level of education before we license people to do all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I get like, Marriage is one of those things where, oh, should the government, you know, determine whether, who is fit and who is unfit to marry? Well, they're not doing that. They're asking for $20 and they'll give it back if you go counseling. I mean, there is a question to what extent the government should be involved in in people's choice to marry and to what extent we want, you know, sort of government programs telling people what a good marriage is. Um, but I think there's also, I mean, you know, it, it depends because we do have a lot of data on what makes for a successful marriage. And a lot of people go into it without ever getting that data. A lot of people go into a marriage without any kind of sexual education. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I doubt that's going to be a component of it in Utah, but uh, I don't see more education as a bad thing, especially since we seem to be open, entering a post-education world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not like a post-doctoral world. Mm, I would like to see something a little more, I don't know, this is neither here nor there, but I would like to see this a little bit more organized and see there actually be an effort in Utah or whoever is passing these bills to target this sort of education outreach to underserved communities. And that might not just be LGBTs. I'm sure there are a lot of communities that could benefit from marital counseling that may have limited access to that kind of thing. Otherwise, you know, it occurs to me though, um, is that I'm thinking of this in terms of, we do have a lot of data on marriages and what makes for successful marriages and, you know, how to be the best parents you can for children and that sort of thing. But if your counseling is coming from a religious source, it may be more of the ilk of, uh, you know, a woman shall not be Mm. suffered to teach, uh, be subservient to your husband. The man uh, goes out and hunts the mammoth and the woman uh, talks to her garbage disposal and it says, it's a living. I don't know if there's an official religion of bedrock. Um, I feel like that's how most religions operate. <laughs> yeah, that's where they originated, didn't they? Where's my mammoth meat? To the moon, honey. So it's funny that you bring up the honeymooners. Sure. I mean, the Flintstones. Uh, what, same difference? Uh, because there was just an article in uh, GQ about... Wait, GQ? Is that the magazine? Yes, it is. I always say CQ instead of GQ. Mm. It's GQ. Or ICQ, the chat program. ASL, anyone? Mm-hmm. American Sign Language? Yep. Uh, so there was just an article about how... Uh, pardon me for using this terminology, but the Flintstones is the most woke comic of 2016. Please don't say that sentence. I am... I just... This is what CQ said. <laughs> I bet she did. Anyway, so this writer wrote about how... And they're absolutely right. 
that the Flintstones has had an amazing year in comics. Really? It's an incredible, like, you hear the Flintstones, you're like, oh, give me a break. Mm-hmm. But there's a new... That's a different comic. That's the Nell Carter <laughs> Oh my God, can you imagine comic. if somebody made a Nell Carter, give me a break comic? That would be fascinating. It really would be. It would be. It would be. Da- like, Unexpected. I, I think the behind the scenes would be more fascinating than, the, like, the, you're doing what, why? <laughs> but, I mean, honestly, you could say the same thing about the Flintstones. Like, why are we rebooting the Flintstones? But sure. it is thoughtful and sensitive and progressive and beautiful like there's some beautiful stuff in there uh, including there's an issue about gay marriage in in bedrock and what is what is happening in that issue? It's, uh, well there's an there's a, the actual adam and steve want to get married that's pretty good uh, yeah yeah and it turns into this meditation on what is marriage and why do we do it that is actually quite thoughtful and, and provocative so it's a bit like uh, the show Dinosaurs in that it is it is taking our, our modern troubles and filtering them through prehistory and the invention of these ideas uh, with anthropomorphic dinosaurs. Yeah, I'd say it's similar to that. This is also the guy who wrote this, and I've forgotten his name. Uh, he also was behind a reboot of the Prez character. Oh, how did that go? Very well, apparently. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got a real knack. I mean, like, Prez, the first teenage president. Yes. Yes. In this reboot, he's elected through some, through Twitter somehow. And we got the first boudoir baby president. Oh, good grief. Uh, yeah. So like Neil Gaiman, he kind of took one of these um, overlooked or, or underappreciated characters from the, the back catalog and was like, we're going to give him a really profound story. And I mean, it's not like the Flintstones are overlooked, but uh, he was able to, to reboot them in a way that was really thoughtful and inspiring. Is Elizabeth Taylor in the Flintstones? Oh, I comic? wish. I wish. What was that great line from Roger Ebert about? It was. It's Elizabeth Taylor plays um, Fred's mother-in-law, in uh, Wilma Wilma's Wilma's mother mm-hmm. in the first movie, and in the second one, it's what's her name from Dynasty? Yes, old what's her name? Old what's her name? What's her name? Cranberry Man fan? Mm-hmm. Nope. It's Diana Flats. <laughs> it's. Angela Kruplick. Mm-hmm. That could be a name. That could be a Almost. name, like I don't know, Fiddler on the Roof or something. Sure. The Kruplicks. Yeah. No, no, that's that's like the next door neighbors on Alf. Uh, oh yes. Uh, what are they called? The 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 boobles. The boobles. <laughs> that's them. I was hoping you would get it right because I would love it if you couldn't get the name <laughs> of this very well known actress, but you did get the Akmonics. <laughs> Oh, the Akmonics, that's right. Played by uh, Mrs. Akmonic, played by the woman who go on to be Jerry Seinfeld's mother on Seinfeld. Well, there we go. Yes. Uh, no, but the, the, the point is, mm-hmm. the woman I'm thinking of yeah. was not Delta Burke from Designing Women. Although. But she had similar hair. Mm, yeah, in a sense. What was her name? She's from Dynasty, James. What was her name? Gloria Florid. <laughs> that's good. Thought you were going to say Gloria Floria. Gloria Floria. That's, that's not bad. That's not bad. No, Gloria Florida? Uh, no, nope. it's, it's not a Gloria. It's not. It's uh, Delta Work? No. Nope. It's Smelta Purple? Smelta Purple? What does the purple smell like? Oh, flowers. Oh, okay. Her purple and purple is often the color of poison. <laughs> no, what's her name? Oh, Stampy, Stampy, Stampy Man. <laughs> You've done this one before. I have. Why You've does done that one... Stampy Man before? Well, who is Stampy Man? There must be a Stampy Man in my past. Do you think he was an elephant? <laughs> well, let's, just, let's hope so. 
uh, what was his name? His name? And, and, oh, God. Now, now I'm trying to think of the elephant. The, 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 elephant, the elephant that hurt you as a oh, child. It's the elephant in the room. Uh-huh. Get him out of the room. He's taken up too much space. Be in a room. It, that's the smell of purple. Mm, okay. That's what the color purple's about. No. Oh, a smelly geez. elephant. Okay. Yeah. That, that's that's right. Played by uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, uh, played by Stampy Man. Played by Stampy Man Goldberg. Julia. Ju, 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 no, it's not a Julie, but it's closer. It's close. It's, Julia's closer than Gloria. Mm-hmm. It's Geronimo. <laughs> Uh-huh. Geronimo Lookout. No, it's uh Cam Cankler Blurps. Cank- <laughs> Cankler Blurps. Mm. She's a famous actress. I mean, obviously, obviously that's not a real name, but she got to Hollywood and she needed to pick a star name. And <laughs> Cankler Blurps, you could do no better. Sure. <laughs> I mean, it'll look beautiful on the Walk of Fame, on that on that star polish. Can- oh, it's Cankler Blurps, a star. It was, you know, like it was a different time. The executives were on a lot of pills. <laughs> Just when they were filling out the paperwork, it was a Cankler Blurps. <laughs> You're gonna be a star, honey. Now take out that top and show me what you got. Hey, wow! There they are. Wow! Blurp one and blurp two. Ah, uh, get get over here. Take a look at these, Mother Mayo. Hello, Ebenezer. Ah, uh, now tell me all about it. Anyway, here, here, ladies and gentlemen, Judy Garland. It, now, Mother Mayonnaise was there in Hollywood in the Golden Age. She was. Was a she a star legend. maker? She was a mayonnaise maker she worked at the commissary <laughs> and everyone loved her mayo brought all the executives to the yard because they couldn't leave <laughs> they were they were not allowed <laughs> to leave was it a lot. pit like they would have to dive in to get the mayonnaise and then they couldn't get out because it they was would, so sticky they would dive into the mayo pit yeah and then they'd have to go straight to the mayo clinic because they would get mayo logged what would what would she... she'd laugh <laughs> mayonnaise <laughs> what would she say when they dove when they dove into the mayonnaise geronimo cankles and then geronimo cankles mm-hmm. would come out of uh, her trailer and go oh what do you want is it time for my big close-up close-up on your ass more like it and then there'd be a close-up on her ass? You're going to be a star. A dirt star. Oh, God. Would she just, a like... starfish. Go into the mayonnaise and stick her butt up above the surface so all you saw was her butt sticking up above the mayonnaise? Yes, and that's that, what would lure the executives in. It would lure the executives in, and then everyone would throw in chunks of tuna, and in the insul- insulting melee... <laughs> ensuing... Yeah. No, the insulting melee. melee. The insulting ensuing melee... The, the, you mean the mayo melee? Exactly right. They would thrash and, and hump and everything, and they do it all baby and it would mix the mayonnaise and the tuna and that's how they made enough tuna salad to serve everyone on gunga den debbie gibson nope it's not debbie gibson i thought I could <laughs> sneak up on it. debbie gibson played wilma's mother played wilma's mother uh-huh and was on dynasty sure was ah. in the mayo pit she was in the mayo pit that's where she got her start you work your way up from the mayo pit from the snake pits to the mayo pits my darlings <laughs> i don't feel like that's an improvement <laughs> Wait till the snakes are thrown into the mail. <laughs> snakes like that, or, or how do they react? Uh, they go, oh, what a thrill. Through darkness I am a snake. What a thrill. Come feed on a tree frog tonight. Okay, I need a hint for her name so that we can move on with our lives. 
She has the same initials as a certain lord and savior. <laughs> Jean Crappleton? No, it is not Jean Crappleton. Jeanette Coopler? Not Jeanette Coopler. Jam, Jam, Jam Cranberry. I think you started with that one. There was a cran. There was a cranberry, not a cranberry. There was a cranberry early on. It's delicious. Janet, Julia, Jam, George, George, Jill, George with a J. Yeah, I guess that that's Jorge, isn't it? Ah, it is. Jules. Hello, boys. It's me, Jean- George with a J. Gina. 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 Gina flaps. That's her name. Another famous actress. The glamour and elegance of Gina flaps <laughs> only on Lifetime. <laughs> what is she in? Uh, <laughs> the Revenge of Mother Mayo. <laughs> a documentary about the cursed pit in the warner brothers lot that's better than what i was gonna say which was the erotic adventures of the flying nun <laughs> she flies through your window and has her way with you mm-hmm. and leaves jan 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 that's just the sound of a wolf howling something's wrong with that wolf He's been in the mayonnaise <laughs> with the snakes and the dirt star. What a thrill. JC, 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 won't you come? Cray. Joe, Jill Cream. <laughs> yep, Jill Cream. Janet Camel. Nope. No, no. Janet Campbell, I'm going to make you a star kid. Tell you, on your way out, talk to Mother Mayo. She's going to send you the snake. It's going to be great. Anyway. Hello. Next, oh, she's oh, she's gone to the other side. Hello, Mother Mayo. How's it going? Go, I'm speaking to you from beyond. From, from beyond the water. Now, from beyond the commissary. What would you like for lunch? There's tuna fish. Uh, what, uh, can I have maybe a big piece of fish? I want a tuna fish, please. Yes, with extra mayonnaise. Well, of course, I mean, I wouldn't come to the commissary if it wasn't for the extra mayonnaise. Right this way, down this gangplank. Yeah, down the gangplank. I mean, it seems reasonable to me. If there's a sandwich at the end of it, I'll go just about anywhere. Oh, well, you'll know it's the dangling tuna at the end. I got a bit of a dangle myself, you know, but uh, anyway. Here a right little here. further... Yeah, I, I, I can almost smell the tuna. Sorry, I smell something. Further in g- gangway. The, oh, oh, get off of my runway. And he was never seen again. <laughs> Janet. Nope. Joe. Joker. Joe Joker is the closest. Joe Joe Julia. Joe Joe Ba. Joe. Jehovah. <laughs> Wait a second, I'm back. Give me that Jehovah lady. She's going to be perfect for the Flintstones movie. Joe Mama. <laughs> oh, no, 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 never mind. I need Joe Would Mama. You, I, knock it off. I need a better hint. I need more hints. I need more hints. Then her I'm initials? Not, then her it's Obviously, it's not working. Joe Carr has many of the sounds you okay. want. Okay, Joe Carr. Well, Joe Joker. Joe, Joe Joe Corlo Carlotta. Well, no, it's not. Her name isn't Joe. Joe, but it's like Joe Casta. Yes, 
Jack, Jack, Jacqueline, Jackie, Jackalies, Jack o' Lantern, <laughs> Jack o' Lantern, <laughs> Jack o' Lantern McGillicuddy. She showed up today off the tuna truck from <laughs> from Idaho, and <laughs> the Idaho tuna. tuna truck, good God, that's yeah, not the freshest. But, no, um, they they ship them in from the coast. They stuff them with corn, mm. and then it's off to Hollywood. Right, you're gonna be a star tuna. Now get in the man pet. <laughs> No, uh, it's uh, Joe or Joe. Is it, it? Does it start with a Joe? Yes, okay. I've told you that. Jonah, Jonah, Janelle, Jonah. Wait, 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 wait. You're so close to a human name. Jonah. Well, can you simplify this? Joan, Joan Crawford. <laughs> it's not Joan Crawford. Crawford. However, you got to a woman's name, and it is the correct woman's name. If, if you can, Joan Boysenberry. No, Joan. Joan, oh, it was cranberries. That's right. Joan Cramps. Joan Crippling Depression. Jo- <laughs> Joan Crippling Depression. That's the name that was given to her by the studio. I don't know why, but it's what she's stuck with. Uh, it, it's a lot to fit on a star. Uh, Joan Crawford? Jo- no, that's what I just said. Joan Crimsmas. <laughs> Joan Cr- Krapalski. Joan Krapalski. It just sounds like a hockey player. Uh, Her last name, Shares. Is Cher? Yep. Joan Cher. <laughs> Her last name shares the entire word with a character in Rent. Joan Crangel? <laughs> nope. Joan Croger? Nope. Joan Clark. <laughs> Just keep going. It's this is amazing. Uh I'm trying to remember the other characters. Sure. There's the one from MIT. No, NYU. What's his name? Oh, do I have to sing my way through all of Rent in order to figure out their names? December 24th, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So we're his, his, and then his mother. Uh, I, I can't remember your calls. Mark, Mark, screening your calls. It's mom. I'm to call and say we love you. Tomorrow, and the kids are here. Cindy, Cindy, Joan, Cindy. No, and the kids are here. Send their love. Just leave it on, dear. When you leave the house, Mark. Sorry to hear Maureen. Maureen, Joan, Maureen. Maureen. More, more, Joan, Joan, Maureen Corrigan. It's Maureen Corrigan from NPR's Fresh Air. Oh God! Uh, no, my nemesis. I can't listen to Maureen Corrigan. I know, we'll we'll have to talk about this. Maureen Corrigan is your toilet seat. Yep, I cannot sit on Maureen Corrigan. Mm. Her loss. Mm. Uh, sorry, Jimmy Maureen left. Say, love you. a lesbian. It's Maureen. And what's the other? The tuna in the sea. That's what I heard. It's not Maureen. It's not Maureen. Maureen. Joanne. We already got Joan. Joan. Joan Croan. Joan. <laughs> man. 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 It's a character who shares a name with a drink, but that's not going to help you. Cosmo. No. Nope. Joan Cosmo. Joan. Uh, Bobby Thatcher. That's not a drink. Nope. Uh, who am I thinking of? I don't know. Uh, Are you thinking of Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg? No, I don't know what that is. It sounds like an amazing drink. It's not a drink. Siri, show me Billy Hatcher and a giant egg. Oh, you're going to get all kinds of weird fan art. 
Let me have a look. Okay, I found this on the web for Show Me Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg. Is there a Sarah in there? There's a what's what's the other guy? So we're looking name? for the last name. Yep. Starts with a C. Yep. Is it a CH? No. Clamster? Clamster! Clamster. This image isn't what I was looking for. It's a picture of a man in an egg suit. It's pretty great. Oh my god. It says, make egg costume... Make egg costume. Make egg costume suppliers. Make... (laughs) What? I'm, I'm going into gibberish. Make egg costume suppliers. Best make egg costume man. (laughs) <laughs> that's the greatest caption <laughs> james just as just as carrie fisher is will be remembered for being drowning in moonlight i remember good night fuckos good night fuckos uh i want to be remembered as best Eggman costume you already are characters from rent mm-hmm. there's roger mark maureen mm-hmm. becky and Angel- <laughs> there's no becky th- there's no becky there's no becky who's th- who who's becky what is her function in this? Isn't she... Is she the one that uh, heard about how big the butts were? Uh, yes, it's Becky. <laughs> Look at her butt. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, and then who's the woman next door? Uh, w- the Willie you light my candle lady? Catwoman. What's her name? It's not her. Okay, it's not her. Is it Angel's boyfriend? Maybe. Who's he? He programmed, he programmed an actual reality machine. <laughs> he sure did. He says, I do not deserve you, Angel. I do not deserve an A.O. That's not how it goes. It's scales. He says, you should hear it. Is his name said in that song? You should hear it. In the street, it was my lucky day. And I knew one of the ladies was pull my way. He says, darling, be dear. I slept on the air. And he helped me. He took a dog to appear. He did. He did. just won't shut up. Dog barkers up to death. Swan Dome to the court. Grace me. Today, no, I don't think he says his name today for you tomorrow for me. Uh, Todd? No. You're, cl- no, you're close. Todd, really? Well, with the first name. He has two names. Uh, it, Be- Becky Todd? <laughs> no, no, who is Becky in Rent? I don't know. I want to know who this Becky is. I don't know. I Have don't... you written a new character in your headcanon? I guess I've inserted Becky into into Rent somehow. Mm-hmm. No, wait. Todd is, is one of his names? No. Oh, you said I was close. You were close. Todd, Toby, Todd, Lod, Lod. It's not Lod. Lod is getting further Ro- away. Rob, no. Rob? You were closer with Todd. Grod, no. Mod, Mod. It's Mod. It's not Mod. Be Arthur. Be Arthur. What, what, what are what are human names? Smod. Nope. Nope. Tom. Th- yep, that's a name. Tom is a name. Yeah, is and now his name? that's his name. Tom Bombadil. <laughs> Yes, so Wilma's mother was played by Joan Bombadil. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good, that's such a good celebrity name, <laughs> Joan, Joan Bombadil. <laughs> oh, can you imagine? <laughs> oh, and it, no, uh, Joan Todd. Joan, no, Matthew, it, he has Tom, two names: Tom, Tom Todd, Tom, Tom has Todd, two names. Thomas Toddley. Thomas. <laughs> Tom. There's no Todd. Tom. Uh-huh. Becky. No. That's Tom. not Tom. Becky. Tom. And you know her 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 last name starts, starts with, with C. C. Cookie. Tom, Tom Cookie. Tom Crump. Crump. Crumpler. 
Tom, it's not the Tom Crumpler. Tom Crowler, cra- crawling communions, crawl. Tom Barg, Tom. <laughs> to the sea. Tom C- Cancer. <laughs> Joan Cancer is her name. Yep. Joan. Todd Calamity Jane. Tom <laughs> Collins. Yes. Tom Collins. Joan Collins. Who? Is Becky but in the Flintstones. Becky in the reboot of the Flintstones. Yes. Set in Bohemia. Oh, Tom Collins uh, from Dynasty. Uh-huh. Tom Collins from Dynasty. His name is not Tom Collins. Yes, it is. It can't be. It is. Really? It is. Isn't that a drink? I told you it was a drink. Okay. I told you it was a drink. James. Yeah. I think you're wrong. What? I don't think his name is Tom Collins. It is. I would try to find Siri to ask her, but she ran off with the giant egg. You threw my phone across the room. I didn't. You took it from me. No, it's behind you where you threw it. That was your way of taking it from me. You made me throw it. (laughs) Well, here he is, Tom Collins, ladies and gentlemen. The best egg costume for today. His name is Tom Collins? Yeah, look at that. Naturellement. Weird. What did you think it was? Did you ever think he had a name? I don't, I'm not sure. I'm still not convinced he has a name. Mm. Anyway, well, I'm glad we got that cleared up. AZT break. Why were we on that? We had to talk about Joan Tom Collins for mm-hmm. some reason. Anyway. Because of the Flintstones. Because they were oh, so progressive. right, Alan right. And Steve. That's right. So Elizabeth Taylor's in the first one, and then mm-hmm. she's replacing the second one by Joan Collins. <laughs> Not Joan Crawford, though. No, you very nearly no, forgot it. I very nearly did. She was busy. <laughs> she was busy in in Trog. Sure. Uh, another another prehistoric Stone Age family. That was the original Stone Age family. Well, now we we journey to the future for the last news oh, from the Flintstones to the Jetsons to the last news issue of the day. Uh huh. So this is not real news because it appeared in the in the mirror, but uh, the newspaper. Not just you were gazing into the mirror, <laughs> and this materialized out of the mists. Yeah, although it might as well have. Okay. So the mirror had this article about the new moral debate that we will face in 2017. Uh-huh. Can you marry your robot? That's not going to happen yet. That might happen someday. So. This article is clearly just something that, some filler that they wrote to be like, oh, what can we make people feel creepy and outraged and wild about? Sure. Here's some clickbait. Can people marry the robots? People want to marry the robots. Like the Roomba? Like, what robot are we talking about here? Johnny Five? Well, so the article has all these images interspersed throughout of famous robots from movies. Yeah, but those are fictional creations. What what, what robot that exists could you marry? Uh, so the headline, the, or the subheadline was something like, uh, let's see, where is it? It's, uh, quote, sex dolls are becoming increasingly common and sophisticated. Sure. They, they are going to the theater. They are having a canapé. Yep. And a compote and an aioli. Yes. And a brioche. Uh, so there's apparently a conference on sex and robots. Uh-huh. And so I think the mirror has kind of drummed up out of this, uh, uh whole marriage question. Mm-hmm. They write... As sex and love with robots becomes more commonplace, so we shall come face to face with the very real possibility of marriage with robots. When they can act as our companions, why not extend that to marriage if neither party is against the idea? So this was an idea presented at some conference about... I'm honestly not sure what the point of this conference was, because some of the other uh, things that were being presented, uh, there was a, a session called Teletung, a lollipop device for remote oral interaction. Got it, got it. I, I, I think I have this conference's number, but go on. And Kissinger, development of a real-time internet kiss communication interface for mobile phones. Love it. Yeah. 
Love so it. these these sound like fun inventions. And so wow. somebody presented some sort of thing on about robots, I guess, mm-hmm. and having sex with them, and then getting married to them. Sure, and why not? Uh, so, dummies, marriage is a contract between two consenting adults. That's why you don't marry your dog. That's why you don't marry your chair. That's why you don't marry a kid. That's why you don't marry a robot. Dummies. I I mean, (laughs) a robot can't consent because it's not... I mean, if we reach the point where artificial intelligence... We've got Daryl Hannah cartwheeling around the building. Absolutely. If we're at that point, then wake me up before you go-go, because I want to see it. Get me out of my cryo-sleep, because I want to see her gambling for our delights. Uh, But yeah, I mean, if we had artificial intelligence, if we had robots with some sense of agency and personhood uh then yeah it would be a real question to address but we have fucking roombas and we have arms that build cars and then we also have bags of what do they call it like funky flesh or whatever they have uh psilis skin um oh, I, they, oh, they oh, have the all these dolls. like brand names for the different uh sex toys and sex dolls the like uh the like uh Gumi berry um and, and whatever like so we have we have bags of fake flesh and we have arms that build cars and uh discs that clean our floors and model planes that murder our foes and friends alike like that's what we have for robots so we're not marrying robots you idiots and on that note i think we're done for the week yep. uh thank you everyone again for joining us and uh, a big thanks to uh david kreps uh, who commented on youtube uh this past week i did a video about some of the good things that happened in 2016 for lgbt so you can go check that out on youtube that's youtube.com slash matt baum and on that video david kreps commented speaking of bright spots discovering the defining marriage podcast this december helped carry me out of the post-election dumps and the defining marriage book made a handy stopping stocking stuffer for my family thank you thank you thank you oh i hope uh david hasn't made it this far i hope he is still (laughs) listening to the uplifting first part of the defining marriage podcast where you are reading your book aloud i appreciate his listening and his liking um and i hope he has a very merry 2017 but uh i wonder if he's gotten this far to the part where it becomes a true shit show (laughs) and it's just me trying to remember the name of uh oh no joan Nose hair. <laughs> Joan Curly Cars. Cold, cold, cold stone. Cold, <laughs> Joan Cold Collins. Collins, 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 Collins. Joan Collins. <laughs> Why did you become a goose? Honk. <laughs> yes, I'm the goose that laid the golden Collins. Anyway, everybody, thank you again for joining us for this bizarre scenario that, that for some reason, there are people listening and downloading. I, I got uh, stopped in a bar the other day by somebody who listens to the podcast. He slapped you. He's, <laughs> gave you a full zha-zha. He's uh, with a handful of mayonnaise. <laughs> that's how I knew he's a listener. Sure. <laughs> the old mayonnaise slap. It's the defining marriage salute. Ladies and gentlemen, if you see me out in public, uh, on one hand, I really do not want you to slap me with a handful of mayonnaise. But That's on the other hand, hand what's I it? really do. The other hand's full of ketchup. Mm-hmm. Oh, delicious. That's you how they slap make that. You slap them together, and you make uh, a tasty 
topping salad. for your hamburger sandwich. Mm. Everybody, thanks for joining. If you would like to be like David and obtain a copy of Defining Marriage, the book, you can go to definingmarriage.com and there are links there to get it on Amazon. You can leave a rating and review of the show on iTunes. That would be lovely. And of course, listen to our other podcast, Defining Marriage. Nope, that's this one. <laughs> listen to our other podcast, The Sewers of Paris. You know, the good one. That is uh, a good one. Where we have some very exciting guests coming up. I'm so thrilled to bring you some of the folks who are, who are going to be coming up. Oh, it's going to be so good, you guys. You say we. I don't appear on that. You, uh, you're an advisor to the podcast. You I are a tremendous in, help. I'm the invisible hand of the economy, <laughs> giving you the invisible hand job. Don't you tickle, wish. Don't tickle me. Don't tickle me. Uh, okay. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, by the power vested in me by the internet, I hereby pronounce this podcast, oh, thank God, over. <laughs> <laughs>